on. Don't be so. Um, when when I asked, I got one. When I asked, uh, when I asked the 49ers fan to do the podcast, he was like, "No, yeah. I'm not going to do it." But when it came down to my 49th podcast, yeah, I called him up. And I was like, look, I was like, I'm on number 49. I was like, it only makes sense that the 49ers get the justice for the 49th podcast. I was like, you know more about the 49ers than anyone I know. Yes. I was like, if, if, if I'm going to do this podcast, I was like, I got to do it with someone. I was like, yes. I need to talk about the coaching. I need to talk about the West Coast offense. Yes. You know what I mean? I need to talk about uh, fucking Montana. Yes, I need Montana. to talk about Rice. Yes. I need to talk about Frank Gore. I need but to talk gotta... about Kaepernick. We <laughs> but... need to talk about all of them. Nah, you don't have to bring... I, Kaepernick is cool. He's all right, but I'm just saying that you have to go to the old school because he, he knows the old school. That guy that you're talking about knows the old school well, stuff. Well, that's that's why that's why I was like, pause. You gotta do this with me, dog. I was like, you uh, are you are the the Niners fan of all Niners fans. You know mm, what I mean? I was I backed him. Yeah, but uh, so you know we talked about all that shit, and what I've learned though is some people. Some people get a little apprehensive about sitting down and having a conversation. Some people Man, are. You told me my zipper was down. I wasn't looking. Oh. I wasn't looking. I didn't see no fucking yes. trunk hanging out. You know, <laughs> so let's not talk about the elephant in the room, okay? <laughs> but um, nah, man. I wanted to say thank you. Uh, first of all, for sitting down and doing this with me, because like I said, I know a lot of people don't always want to sit down and have the conversation it's, it's kind of weird they're like what's a podcast what do you mm. what do you want me to do you want to record this conversation mm. what are you going to turn it into the police what are you going to do with it you know uh, what i mean yeah. and it's like this is just kind of my way to kind of give back to the world you know i i always i talk a bunch of shit no matter where i go i've been at work and i've been at you know home or i've been on the streets in the club whatever talking all my shit and it's like my words are just wind and it only goes as far as that but this kind of gives me an avenue and an opportunity to kind of cement those words, whether they're wrong, right, whether they're good, bad, or ugly, mm. whether they're well thought out or whether they're just off the top of my head bullshit that comes out of my mouth. This is a way for me to lock down and cement those thoughts into, I guess, history. I okay. guess it's, it's a I way, you know, it's a way to kind of contribute my thoughts and my personality and my views onto the world and if people want to hate on it they can hate on it if people want to agree with me they can agree with me um you know this is something i started this time last year and as you noticed i haven't stopped talking about it because it's just it's kind of i don't want to say consumed my life but it's definitely been something that i've been focused on a you lot you want to share you want to share stuff you want to share your your views of what what's going on of what has happened in your life or whatever it may be and that's cool because I like that too. My deal is is that I like to share my experiences of my past life yeah. and stuff like that. And I wish that I could take all of my friends that I've known from when I was in third grade to now, high school, yeah. England, things like that. <coughs> and I wish I could have a big party, a big, big party. with all And all my friends, they would all get into each other. I know it. Yeah. Because they're all like... The same, the, yeah. the same type of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my deal. Well, and that was that's kind of what I've found out in doing this and in being selfish and in having my little show and doing my having my thoughts and and putting my word out there. I've also learned that I'm not the only interesting person that I know. A lot of these people that I interact with and have these cool conversations with, it takes two to tango. You know what I mean? So I need 
I need people like you. I need real people with real experiences that want to come on here and nice. talk about, you know, like you grew up here in the States, but you also grew up, you know, uh, across the seas, across the pond. You know what I mean? You've seen things that I haven't seen. I've never been to Europe, you know? Greece. Greece, you know England. what I mean? England. Saudi Arabia, well, that's, Riyadh. Well, you also played basketball in, 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 in school. England. I was never good enough to get on the basketball team, you know what I mean? I play with semi-pros. Well, you've also listened to hip-hop for a long time, longer yes. than I had. I didn't start listening to hip-hop until the day Biggie died. I didn't was, start listening to rock until, like, I thought people would call me a rockhead. Yeah, we were just talking about that before. Yes. And the cool, one of the, when you were saying that earlier, I was, I was glad that you brought this up because I think that music transcends colors. You know, like you were saying, you were the black guy, you know, getting turned on to rock in your, in mm. your later life, in your later mm -hmm. childhood. You know, I was, I was that white kid getting turned on to hip-hop in my later childhood. You know there what I mean? So go. it was kind of an inverse kind of swap there. Yeah. But the cool thing about music is, like you say, there's black music, there's white music, yeah. but there's really it's not... not it's, it's really not, not color. It's not a color. Yeah. It is what you feel. Yeah. Just because you're a white person and you're making music doesn't mean that some black person can't jive to that music. Now, if you happen to be a super racist and you're making... Uh, we don't go that way. Well, but there are those people out there. You know yeah. what I mean? And you don't want... Like, like Tommy Hilfiger. Remember when he said mm. those racist remarks about, oh, I make this clothing, but not for, for the, the urban people yeah, to yeah, wear yeah, the way yeah, that they yeah. want to? Oh, shoes. Yeah, yeah, well, same thing, you know what I mean? It's, it's like... Timberlands, I mean. Yeah, Tim's, you know what I mean? You, you got, you got, it, it transcends, though. But once the people like what they like, you know, the market dictates what it is. Mm. You know, I, that's why it's easy for me to sit here and say, oh, you know, I think we're doing better as far as, you know, racism in this country goes. Because, you know, I'm a white guy. I don't, I don't experience a lot of racism, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But then I get combated by all my other friends who say, you know, they can't drive down the road without putting their license up on the, up on the front dash. Because if they get pulled over and they go to pull their wallet out, they, they're, they're in risk of getting shot. So, I mean, there's some real dangers there. We probably don't want to tread too far into those waters. No, not at all. Not at all. We're talking about the good stuff that happens between you and me. Let's talk about one thing that I, I really wanted to get into um, before we end this conversation or before we get too far into anything was Kung Fu movies. I know that you've been watching Bruce Kung Fu Lee. movies and got into Everything. you know anime and stuff. Anime is a whole different thing. Let's just focus on Kung Fu movies. Gotcha. What got you into it? Like, Did you start watching them as a kid? Yes. My grandparents, they took me to a drive-in that right now we're in Ewing, New Jersey. And yeah. there used to be a drive-in just down the street. And I forgot about that. And my grandparents... Like drive in, hook the box up to the car. Yeah, hook the box up to the car. Yeah, yeah, And so we went and we saw um, three three movies that night. Mm -hmm. And one was Dawn of the Dead and the other one was a Bruce Lee movie. Okay. And we watched Bruce Lee. And I just like was fascinated by it. Yeah. Because it was so fast and so... Well, Bruce Lee was the man. I've heard plenty of people from that era say that, you know... Bruce Lee was ahead of his time, it, not only in the kung fu aspect, but also in the acting, you know what I mean? He ended up putting together so many different movies and, and actually um, pioneered some of, the, uh, uh, some of the ways that they film it as far as, you know, 
like the ancient, like when they're doing the moves and stuff, like the special effects. What? They look real cheesy, but it's based off of, you know, moves that are possible, but you'll never, ever see. Yes, so he took it to another level and said that you don't have to do all that. Yeah. All you have to do is be straight to the point. Yeah. There's no such thing as you have a style and you have to just, like, be that style if you have a confrontation with somebody. Yeah. That means nothing. You're supposed to deal with this problem. If you can't talk it out, yeah. then you take care of it. Now, I've heard... Um, recently, and this is just going down the, the black hole of YouTube, um, but I've heard that some people contest that Bruce Lee wasn't as a, much of a badass as he was. Yes, and, he was. Well, I, and I, I agree with you, but people are saying that because of the uh, smoke and mirrors and because he was such a good actor and because he had um, you know access to all those you know state-of-the-art movie theaters and, and things of that nature, he had connections in the movie world. I'll that, help uh, you out with this one. Well, but what, what they're saying is that he's never really sparred anyone and he never actually fought anyone in a <laughs> real contest. Well, let's see about that because um, if you noticed, and you can look it up, YouTube, whatever, there are movies about... This a guy called Ip Man. Ip Man. Ip Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was his teacher. He taught Bruce Lee. Taught him. <laughs> no. No. Ip Man taught Bruce Lee. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm know. I I fall back on stuff like that. And didn't he go back and like challenge his Wing Chun master Wing Chun. or whatever? He beat no, that guy, he right? No, he never challenges master. Never would he do that. Okay. Never, never, never. But he was challenged. When he lived in um, San Francisco, he was challenged, and um, he got called out by the Chinese people because he, he's teaching uh, white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was the ancient um, martial art practices have been around for a long time, yes, but the Chinese like people wanted to keep it to their people. Yes, the Japanese people wanted to keep them. their fashion to them. Yes. Yeah, the Thais wanted to keep it to them. Yes. Everyone wanted to keep their own proprietary secrets and their own their own style, their style of to their own people. Somebody. Yeah. yeah. In, a, in a way is racism. You know what I mean? So, in a way, okay. Bruce Lee transcended, like music, transcends, you know, another style or another, you know, uh, we'll just say, you know, trend in, in culture where he took something that was meant for one certain type of people and said, hey, everyone should learn this. Can we, come in everyone, and that's what he said. Yeah, everyone is people, you know. He, he was, uh, not only was he an awesome actor, uh, a phenomenal, um, uh, I, I heard he wasn't the best family man in the world, but uh, I, I don't know that personally, but he was a phenomenal actor, phenomenal, arguably the best uh, martial arts practitioner to walk the face of this earth. And he was a philosopher. Like, his thoughts. Now, I don't know how... I'm starting to learn in my older age that, you know, a lot of these thoughts are kind of recycled from smarter people. You know, once you kind of hear something, it makes sense to you. But, like, when he said that, be like water. You know? That was in the movie. But... It makes so much sense, and yeah, that philosophy. Do you think that, that the director made that up? Yeah. Well, now, and, and 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 to make this a standalone podcast, when he says, you know, be like water, he says, you know, water takes the shape of its container. Water mm. can be anything. Water can be still. It can mm. be calm. Mm. You know what I mean? Water. Water can also crash and be, you know, terrifying and being, you know, destructive. So you know, just like be like water. Be be. Be able to be both, you know, which is 
just such a uh, such a crazy thought to have it. I know when I heard it, it it struck a chord with me deep down in my soul. Like, wow, okay, I want to be like water. I want to be liquid. You know what I mean? I want to be able to flow in this kind of scenario. I want to be able to jive in this type of territory. We had a conversation just a couple of days ago, and we were talking about something about uh, listening and talking. Mm-hmm. And can you be good at, at two things mm-hmm. at once? We had that conversation. Yep. Yep. And I understood exactly what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Bella probably didn't. No. Yeah, no. See, I, and that's one thing, too. I had, a, I had a thought the other day. I was thinking about all the things that I remember that my parents told me that, I, that, I, that still kind of pop up in my head. Like, mm-hmm. my dad was always telling me to pay attention. You know, like, my mom made sure that I knew how to read a map, made sure that I knew how to, you know, be respectful, have, you know, say thank you, say please, you know, shut up when you're supposed to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but I, I know that I kind of am a little more verbal than my parents were. I think, like, my parents were so busy uh, working and taking care of business um, that eventually when we got old enough, we kind of, you know, and, we, and I had my brothers too to kind of, you know, parent us as well and, you know, keep us in line or whatnot. But I know that I kind of pop off at the mouth more than my parents did. It makes me wonder, to circle back around to my original point, it makes me wonder what my kids are going to remember me saying, you know, because I talk so much philosophy. I talk so much, um, some people would call it mumbo jumbo, but when I, like I said earlier, when I hear something that seems to be true, that makes sense with me, that strikes a chord with me, I try to repeat that and I try to share that with as many people as I can. And any time that I can get ahead in a situation or, you know, have a slight advantage, um, I want to pass that on to my kids. You know, if I know a shortcut or if I know an easier way to do something, um, you know, who better than to um, pass that information on to your kids? And I honestly, I think that's kind of the point of life other than reproducing and you know you know making your name live on and passing on good stuff the the preservation and the uh you know the passing down through the ages of information is really what has made mankind so successful i mean anywhere from if you want to take it from the very beginning of time the secrets of hunting you know the secrets of of making clothes you know all the way to today uh, Making buildings, making computers, making the internet that me and you can sit here and have a conversation on and share it with the world, you know? That's funny because when I was outside and I saw that deer in the backyard, the first instinct that I had is that, where's my gun? Right, right. I wanted to shoot And that, that comes from, that comes from, you know... It was a buck. Thousands and thousands of years ago, yeah. your ancestors was like, oh shit, I'm hungry. Yeah, Look I at this getting... motherfucker in my yard. You know what I mean? Let me so, pluck this motherfucker and share it with my I family. how do I learn that? Yeah, because I didn't know that about my family. Yeah. It was funny because I watched um, my grandfather cut a chicken's head off, man, one time. Cut the heads off. And uh, I couldn't eat chicken after that. Because you saw it. Yeah, because yeah. I saw it straight up. Like, this is what you do. People are really disconnected from the way they get their food. That's why you see all this movements with the vegans 
and the pescatarians and the you know um mm. you know factory farming's terrible you watch some of those some of those videos on netflix yeah, you know about pretty... how you know them shoving the cows around with the freaking forklifts and like yeah. it can't be a cool thing you know and i mean i recently listened to a podcast about um michael bisbing and when he used to work in a, michael bisbing's a mma fighter and he used to work in a uh, a slaughterhouse and he said they would kill 200 a day literally just they would walk in, line it into a box, they'd zap, hit it with the zapper, and then that same hole that they zapped them with, they would stick this rod through. It was like a rod that would go all... It was just disgusting the way they would describe it. And people people eat cheeseburgers all day, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but would, would those same amount of people be willing to kill that cow, to look in that cow's eyes yes. and That's fucking zap about. it? That's what I think about. You know, and then... Chop the fucking head off. Yes. Cut the cut the skin off. Yes. You know, peel the fucking skin back. Cut into the flesh. Let all the blood drain out. Like, oh, come on. Okay, you yes, but but that's all I've the process. It. I've seen it. That that happens. That's what you have to do. I've seen it. My my uncle hit a deer and he uh, brought it back to the house. My grandparents' house. I was like, what, six years old, and he he brought the deer there and they. Put its legs and dangle like mm-hmm. we're sitting here right now Had to hang in the basement it, yep. and hang it upside down. Yeah, to drain and it. And they gutted it out yep. and all that stuff. And yep. I'm downstairs. Well, because if you let it sit, all that blood gets saturated into the meat. Yeah, and then the meat I goes sat back. there and watched that and smelled it. Oh my god! You know my uncle John. Terrible. When I was when I was Tiger's age, my mom sent us up to live with Uncle John for the summer, mm. and uh, him and his buddy shot a buck and. I remember they sliced it down his stomach. They had it hanging up from yeah. a tree. They sliced it down his stomach. All yeah. the guts poured out. Yeah. And then, uh, or before that, no, before he sliced it down, he ripped his nuts off. He literally just grabbed yes. his deer by That's the nuts. The first thing ripped you it off. Get out of there. You know what I'm saying? Sliced it up, gutted it, and then all it, you know, it was probably the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But <laughs> I ate the hell out of them venison steaks. <laughs> I you know? couldn't eat it. I couldn't eat the chicken after my grandfather cut that head off. We had a dog, a German Shepherd. His uh-huh. name was Mooch. Okay. And he, my grandfather did it right back then. Yeah. As you said, you and take Mooch it back would be in there. And Mooch was on a um, getting him some guts. No, he didn't get guts. He got scared. Oh. Because when my grandfather cut the head off mm-hmm. and let the chicken bounce around and all that stuff, and the dog was running all around the house, scared. That freaked him out because yeah. did the chickens run around without their heads? Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. They they start jumping around. Yeah, it's when nuts. When you see them like that, yeah. You see shooting a deer or whatever like that, it's just like quick pow. Yeah. But you cut a chicken's head off, and then you got to see how it's going to react yeah. afterwards. Well, and, and people think people think you can just chop the head off of a chicken. We did that too. We had we had chickens in California. Tell me. Well, I'm listen. Ask your well, mom. you can. You absolutely ask her. It was at, honestly, I prefer the store bought chicken because I don't know that was what I was raised on, and it's just it tastes better. The the our chicken was a little bit tougher, but it was also free range. It roamed around. It wasn't like stuck in a box. It wasn't super duper fat. But we had these bantam chickens, but we didn't let them run around. We actually tied their feet together yeah. so that they could not run around. So I thought, first of all, that's messed up because I want to see a chicken run around headless because you hear that saying when you're a kid and you're like running around like a chicken with their head cut off. And you're like, oh, okay, that's that sounds funny. But then when it comes down to do it, first of all, a chicken's head doesn't just pop right off. No. 
you better sharpen that axe, and you better have a good aim, because you can take a chop, and it could still be hangling, dangling with his head, you know what I mean, partially hanging on, no, you know, and it's... I've seen pros do it. I've well, seen pros do it in Greece, when I lived in Greece, yeah. when I was 12 years old, and there was this old Greek woman, and <clears throat> when they're old like that, they wear all black all the time, then they're... Her husband's died or whatever. And yeah. this woman, I saw her take a chicken and just, like, wring his Whack. neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even cut it. Yeah, just, just snap Just, like, snap, snap it. Yeah, yeah. And then cut the... Well, snapping it is probably the more hum- humane way to do it. It's probably the way you know. should do it. I don't even remember if we did that. We probably... We might have done that. But still, I think the point is that even with their legs tied, I mean, he still flopped around. He was definitely, like, <coughs> wanting to move around. It wasn't running around in circles like you picture as a kid. You know, but they're still... My grandfather did that right in front of me. Yeah. And I freaked out. Were the feet tied up? No. No? Did he run around? Yes. That's crazy, right? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. (laughs) Um, Well, they say the same thing. I mean, we're getting a little dark here, but they say if you cut a human's head off, that they still have thoughts for a couple seconds. You know what I mean? Now, I don't ever want to experience that in the first hand, you know what I mean? But it's a fascinating thought, you know? If you think about it, like... The other day, when I went to go unplug the dryer at work because it, the door got stuck, we had one of those fr- or a washing machine, we had one of those front-loading dryers. I unplugged it, but there was still electricity running through the cord for almost a minute. And then, after it was unplugged for like a minute, maybe thirty seconds or so, then the lights died out. Like it, then it drained. Like whatever little battery pack it had or whatever little juice it had left it had to run out or exhaust. So that would make sense, you know. They say that when you meditate. You're kind of like taking your brain and you're rebooting it. Kind of like you would reboot a computer. <laughs> you know? Like you need to hit the shutoff switch, take a break, you know, and then come back rejuvenized or whatever. You're, you're kind of like a computer. You know? It makes uh, sense. You talking to me? Yeah. So what, what were your favorite kung fu movies growing up? Besides Bruce Lee and... Oh, uh, let's go back to Bruce Lee because yeah. I actually like that. Because um, his son... Was in a movie. Brandon Lee was a badass. Yeah, well, he died making a movie. The Crow. Yeah. I saw that movie in the theaters. My I couldn't believe it. My mom's friend Angie. I don't know if you've ever met her. Angela Williams was it? Angie? I don't, I don't know. Her best friend Angie from California. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She took us to go see that movie, and we walked out when um that that white girl's nipple was out. Yeah. You remember? There's some part where there was like a dead girl, and they like her nipple was exposed. Yeah. Angie. Pulled us out of the movie theater and we walked out. And I was like, "What the Washing hell?" Watching the crow just yeah, over there. Nipples before? Come on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was upstairs, the bedroom scene where the yeah where Branley came through the window. Yeah, and they were both high on heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were shooting yeah, 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 up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe up. she wasn't dead, but her nipple was out. You yeah, know what I mean? but yeah. they were shooting up heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I was a little kid. I didn't, I didn't make that nuance. Oh. So there's probably a lot of other bad things that happened before. But I thought it was the nipple that she pulled us out for. Okay, so Brandon Lee. So Brandon Lee, he died in that movie. It was the gun was supposed to be loaded with blanks or something. Yeah. And it was a live shell that he took to the yes. abdomen or something, right? Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, well, in his father's death scene, in, oh, God. How did Bruce Lee die, for the record? How did Bruce Lee die? I don't know. I would say that the mob took him out because uh, he was... was It wasn't natural causes. He was still young, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think somebody took him out, you know. But anyway, in the movies that they play, and you can see it, that... The studios are saying that Bruce Lee got killed by the mob. 
they showed a shot of him in the Chinese Connection, the end of the movie, where he got shot in the face. And then the next movie that they made was, um, oh, what was it? It was a movie about where he had to go to these levels. Was it him that played it, though? Yeah, he was in certain points, but that he was dead then. Yeah. So they just like took snippets of the movie. So they had they had some film footage of him doing this movie. Yeah. And but he died while making this movie. Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. And so that was deep to me. And then for his son to go out the exact same way. Yeah, he got shot. Now was his son teaching people how to do Jeet Kune Do? Because the most fascinating thing to me was how. You know, fuck the acting, fuck the philosophy shit. I'm not smart enough for it. I'm not strong enough. Me too. But as far as him taking all of the best fucking ways to fight and smushing it down, like you said earlier, taking... You don't need the fucking bicycle kick. You don't need this. But this is going to be effective. This is going to be effective. So this is going to be my style. So he basically took all of the most effective things about martial arts and put it in Jeet Kune Do. Yes. Which was his style of fighting. If you drop a rock straight down, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? If you have to catch that rock when it goes down with knowledge, you want to get here. You don't want to... At the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Straight you... underneath it. Yeah. yeah. As fast as you can. Yeah. As fast as you can. Not all that other stuff that takes a whole lot of time. Yeah. But when you drop it, like, if I had a fight with you right now, you drop that rock... I wouldn't waste no time with all that. Yeah, chopping, and flopping. No, I would go. Posing, st- yeah. I would go straight for your eyes. Yeah, or the throat. Yeah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're getting dark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why yeah. am I talking? Can I get off podcast now? Yeah, yeah. Um, but before I let you go, let's. Um, I wanted to tell you that I was sorry. I was so glad that you came to Christmas the other day, and then when I fell asleep and you came to wake me up, I felt like I kind of like, I was rude to you a little bit, and I wanted to apologize for you. No. Um, Because I, what, my thing, well, I wanted to give you context first, because first of all, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have snapped on you, but sometimes when I fall asleep, I forget that I need to be, you know, um, have manners, and I need to be, uh, uh, uh. An upstanding human being. Sometimes I, I go back to my savage ways when I'm asleep. And I had been driving for so long. I know. And then we got lost together on the yes, way up, and, and I, I was know. frustrated. Yes, and, and I, I got a little that. bit of food in me, and no. I was like, "Damn, I need to pass out real quick." And I got comfortable, but the kids were like coming in there, turning on the lights and shit. Yeah. And then you tried to get me to come out and party with you, Just and I was for like, a little bit. "I know." And I, sh- I I'm so mad. I should have came out and had a drink with you and shit. I wanted to apologize. Because I, I, I was thinking about it after you left. I was like, shit, man. And then my dad was like, ah, oh, they left. He's like, I wanted to hang out with them. I was like, man, I missed that opportunity. I just kind of fell asleep and I was, I was being a bum. And I was just, so I'm, I'm sorry for, for, uh, for, well, for maybe not getting up nah, and hanging nah. out with you when I should have. But it was, we had a good time, right? It was a good yes, time. I had a great time. I had a blast. Dude, Heather fucking made that spot fucking happen, dude. I was worried <laughs> a little bit that, you know... I went over there one day and Heather was making food for the kids and we. she said, I was like, what are we having? She said, grilled cheese. You know what she did? Mm. She buttered six pieces of bread, put pieces of cheese on in between each of them and stuck it in the oven. And I was like, 
That's not grilled. That's baked. <laughs> How are you going to do baked cheese? You know what I mean? Why are you talking about her like well, that? Well, I love Heather. And I, I've... Okay, I've well, you're I've talking. To- you I've- should slow down. No, no, it's okay. She doesn't listen to anything. They don't go on social media. I All doubt right. if Chris ever listens to this or if Heather ever, ever listens to this, it'll All be right. years from now. And I'm family. What are they going to do? They got to oh, love me. Whatever. you trying to boast... I speak to- the truth. My thing is if, if I'm telling the truth, as long as I don't exaggerate too much in my favor or too much not in theirs, as long as I speak the truth... Then I'll say whatever the fuck I want to say. All right, you know what I mean? I want to ask you a question. What did you do when me and your mom got married? What did you do the weekend that you stayed at my spot on Marion Street? Well, I had to check you. You and who? You and who? And so, what do you guys do? Oh, what are you talking about? At your crib? Yes. That's Remember? That's business. Yeah, that's what Oh, nice. come we on now. We didn't do now. nothing. We hung out. We were adults. Yeah, yeah. We didn't do nothing crazy. People saw you. Nah, they yes, they nothing. did. They didn't see nothing. All right then. I had a young lady come over and we hung out. It's no big deal. All know. right, your mom is back. Yes, she is. So what do you want to do with this podcast? You still want to talk to me? Well, I I I want to do this again next time I come up. How about that? All right. We'll have then. some more stuff to talk about. We didn't talk about hip hop. I know you're a huge fan of hip hop. And- Are you guys smoking in the house? See, I told you. Yeah.